Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. Let's jump right into today's topic. The title for today is Cultural Blind Spots. Cultural Blind Spots. In cultural, I'm referencing our culture of our organizations, okay, whether that's your family, whether that's your business, whether that's where you work, whether that's in your friendships, there is a culture that's being established, right? There's a culture that's built through our relationships, regardless of what entity that falls in, okay? So in discussing cultural blind spots today, I won't read the scripture, but I want to give it to you for your own study. Um, Exodus 18, verses 13 through 27. I'm going to summarize what occurs there, but I encourage you to read it. Um, In this particular passage, Moses' father-in-law comes to him, and he's there, and he's witnessing on a particular day that all of the children of Israel, all of the people come to Moses, and they stand in this line, and they're there day and night. And they're coming, and and he asks Moses, like, why do they do this? Like, it's an entire day gone, right? And he says, why why does this happen? What is going on? And he tells him, well, the people come to me when they have conflict. They come for me to judge one side or the other, right? And he says, his father-in-law says to him, this is not good. This is not good for you. (laughs) This is not good for them, right? You, You can't continue to do this. And he goes on and he gives him uh, advice inspired by God through him to give directions to Moses on how to handle it. Oftentimes this is referred to um, in places of delegation, right? People, A lot of people um, I've heard refer to this particular passage when they're talking about leaders delegating. However, you know me. I oftentimes see things a little bit more in things, and I get it. It does apply to delegation. But for me, I saw the cultural blind spot because Moses saw nothing wrong with this as a leader, right? He was called to lead the children of Israel. He was doing exactly what he had been chosen and called to do. And unfortunately, he couldn't see it because he was in the midst of doing it. He didn't recognize the blind spot. He didn't recognize how this would take a toll on him, how it, how it would take a toll on the people, how it was creating more of a problem than it was solving, right? It took someone outside of him, outside of the situation, to come in and view and see the blind spot and to share that feedback with him. Moses had to be the leader that was able to receive that feedback, not to be offended, not to say, well, you, God didn't call you to lead the people. He called me, right? He was open, and he received it. And I believe that there's a lot of lessons in that, that the higher you go as a leader, the more people you get involved with. Your intent, your mission, your vision, and your values can get lost. And oftentimes throughout that organization, if there aren't, if you are not specifically intent on repeating it, making sure it's reaffirmed, that it's renewed daily in your organization, your organization can get so big and it can become so detached from the leader that it gets lost, right? People forget why it's there and their own cultures begin to form. Little pockets of cultures within your organization begin to form because they've become so far detached 
from the original intent behind it. So we're going to talk today about some cultural blind spots, and I've given some of my stuff away already, but I just want to make sure we're clear on it before I go into the four categories that I'm going to share about cultural blind spots. Depending on if you're leading a group or leading a team, there are certain ways as a leader that you show up. I shared on Monday about the differences, that there is a difference between a team and a group. A team typically has no individual power of choice. They, A team is a group of people who are put in place regardless of what they believe in or what they may choose for themselves individually because their power of choice only must always align with what the organization's goal is or the problem that they're solving. So think of employees, right? When you get employed by someone, you don't have a power of choice on how to execute. You're given a description, an assignment. This is how they want it done. This is your job and this is your role. You don't get a vote in it. You don't have a decision or a power of choice in that. But when you're in a group, typically a group is people who who have their individual power of choice. They get to decide what's best for them. They get to make decisions about how they will participate, how they will execute the work that fits best on their own decision, their own power of choice. They come together for a common goal, but they retain their power of choice without any consequences, right? Understanding that and understanding that backdrop, when we look at Exodus, Moses was leading more of a team, but God never intended for it to remain a team. These people, the children of Israel, would all have their own families, right? They own their own lives, their own different pockets of organizations that they are leaders of. So you have to be able to equip them to do that. And his father-in-law tells him, you need to equip some other people right, to assist you in taking care of these duties, but also you need to teach the people. You need to teach them the laws and the decrees so that they can make them decisions themselves, right? Okay, so understanding that in your culture, knowing whether you're leading a group or a team at that specific time is very important because if you don't have that clear understanding, there are going to be dynamics in which you operate as a leader that can create damage to your culture because you may show up in a certain way, operate a certain way that you would in a team and you're leading a group, and that group will begin to feel violated. The culture of that group will be damaged, right? Because the culture of the team or the group depends directly on the behavior of the leader. Right, Your everyday behavior with those that you're serving, whether it's in a team or in a group, is a direct impact on the culture of that particular organization. And there are cultural blind spots that occur oftentimes in these four categories, whether you're leading a team or a group. The first one is the clarity of intent. Many times we share our purposes or our objective that we want to accomplish but we fail to convey the intent behind it. Leaders believe that their purpose alone is so great, everyone should accept it because they're the leader. Never question the intent. But when the intent or the plan under which the purpose must function, that's what your intent is. 
The intent is the plan under which the purpose must function. If it's not clear, you create a rogue culture. People will begin to establish their own intent, right? They'll align it with your purpose or your objective, but their intent will be completely different from that of the leader. And then people within your organization will begin to experience abuse emotionally, mentally, sometimes maybe physically, depending on what it is you're creating. But people will begin to experience anything other than what your vision, mission, and values are. And at that point, the bigger it gets, the more likely this is to happen. Because if you do not continue as you grow to keep a hold on expressing your intent as the leader throughout the organization so that everyone in the organization understands the culture, you render it to other people to impact that culture by bringing in their own intent. Again, they will, uh, they will accomplish your objective. That's the result. But how they do it will not be in alignment with your values, okay? Secondly, and, and it is uh, another category is our organizational clarity. This isn't about communication, but this is about a commitment to your systems and your processes, right? The way you go about things being done. The systems under which the team or the group operates. How we call the meetings, how we flow the agendas, uh, how are the job descriptions displayed or given to those employees? These systems and processes must be free and clear of roadblocks, and they must be in alignment with the mission and your core values so that the clarity of intent is always in place the further it goes, right? This allows for those that are executing the task, if they're a team, to do their work with minimal frustration. Or in a group, it is those individuals are being reminded of their power of choice every step of the way. And you are supporting them in that power of choice. In a group, you have to be careful not to take away people's power of choice, even if they don't arrive empowered to know that they have it. When you are clear that it is a group that you are leading, it is your responsibility to ensure that the decision-making of that individual remains their responsibility, not yours. Because the moment you take it away from them, but your values and your mission says that this is a group and not a team, there will, be, there will form resentment. People will begin to not appreciate you, and you won't understand why. Because the minute you control another person's responsibility, you are manipulating them. In a team, you must always make sure that the pathway to their execution of your ultimate goal is always free and clear of any blockage, any red tape, right, that is going to make their job difficult, right? Employees get frustrated all the time because there seems to be too many policies in place. There's no clear objective of the that there's no clear pathway to getting to the objective for the organization, but they don't have a power of choice, so they get frustrated, right? I hope this is making sense. But understanding in the group, their maturity and their growth is their responsibility. In a team, it's your responsibility. Right? 
They come with some level of it because you expect them to be mature enough and have enough growth to do the job that you're asking them. But you are leading a team, and you're therefore responsible for their level of choice and decision-making because you are implementing it. They're following your blueprint. But in a group, everyone has their own blueprint that they come together for a common need, and they decide to say, we can partner together, we can get this done, and it will benefit us all. So you have to always be clear about that as that leader. That organizational clarity has to be there because it will create another problem in your culture, another blind spot. Thirdly, the development of your leaders. As a leader, you are responsible for developing others around you, whether it's a team or a group. On a team, the development is to support is I'm sorry, the development of a team can be seen through promotions, through other people that you have led moving into different forms of positions of leadership, right? They're growing, they're becoming strengthened, they're becoming more aware of their capabilities and taking on more responsibilities. In a group, you are forging the strength and the momentum of the cause because now more leaders rise to the occasion to sit at the same level with you like they did with Moses to assist you in accomplishing the mission and moving the mission forward. Development is more than books and conferences. It's more than courses and training. Development is about a transformation of one's view of themselves and their ability to do a job apart from you. You must make that your primary focus. And finally, the fourth category in which cultural blind spots can happen is in our development of trust. If there's a lack of clarity in structure and intent, a lack of clarity in roles and processes and systems, it becomes hard for others to trust. And without trust, there's no sustainable growth or progress. Without the development of those things, then you, well, I'm sorry, without the development of a leader, they also find that they're not valued by you. So all of these things create a lack of trust. And if they don't know what to expect from you, around you, from the system, from the company, they will not trust the decisions that are being made. They will begin to question your behavior as a leader. These blind spots in your culture are some of the things that may cause you to experience uh, stagnation, a lack of progress, things that are going on around you. You may even see where people, it's not so much that they leave, but how they leave. Because leaving your team or leaving your group is not the issue. It's under what context do they leave? Are they leaving because they're frustrated? Are they leaving prematurely because they don't believe they're getting what they need? Or are they transitioning and transforming and now becoming a valued partner or becoming another level of leadership or management within your organization? Pay attention to these cultural blind spots. Ask yourself, do this examination within your organization, even in your family. Right? Because with your kids, if there's no clarity of intent, if there's no organizational clarity that they're not empowered to know that they have the right of choice, the power of choice, and how that exists, they begin to not trust you. Right? They begin to question us. They begin to question our parental guidance and all of the things that we're saying to them. And sometimes it gets blocked out. They can't hear us. Right? Because as 
things grow, as people grow, as things get distant, these things have to be reminded. They have to be reinforced. So you take the time, leaders that are on this call this morning, share it out with others as well, but make sure you're looking at your cultural blind spots or that you trust and bring someone in to give you some feedback that can look at your culture, of your company, of your business, even of your family, and help you to see where some of these blind spots may be in existence, the same way Jethro did for Moses. All right? I hope today's wisdom inspires you, encourages you. I hope it made sense. I'm pretty sure you'll get what you need to get from it or just spit out what is not necessary. But I thank you for joining us today here on Wisdom Inspired. Have a great and wonderful day, and we'll meet you back. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.